Welcome to Honestly Her, a podcast to help you build a path to your entrepreneurial dreams. You'll hear stories from inspiring and successful women covering how they build up the confidence to take the leap, to live their dream, and to take control. Now, your host, Callie Burr. Hey, it's Callie Burke here. Just wanted to pop in and say hi and welcome to the first ever episode of Honestly Her. I can't believe it's launch day. I'm very excited and nervous, but we'll go with excited. That sounds better to have you all here and listening to the first ever episode with hopefully many more to come. I have the amazing Bianca Spears on the show with us today. She is an award-winning empowerment coach and author of the book, The World is Yours, Eight Steps to Achieving Everything You Want. And I mean, really, with a title like that, who isn't going to want to read it, right? I have actually had the pleasure of following Bianca online for some time and find her to be an amazing, inspiring woman. And I actually recently had the pleasure of catching up with her in person when she was in Adelaide last. And I have to say, she is one of those true people who is exactly like she is online in person. So without further ado, I will let Bianca introduce herself and give you a rundown of her journey. And here we go. So I have got the lovely Bianca on with me at the moment. Um, Bianca, did you just want to um, say hi and give the audience a quick intro into who you are and what, the, what you do? Absolutely. Hey, Callie. Thanks for having me, by the way. Anytime. Um, so my name is Bianca Spears and I'm an empowerment coach, author and trainer. And I work with people to really connect back into the core of who they are. So connecting back to their authentic selves, connecting back to their natural truth, their natural levels of abundance, their natural confidence and um, really create their lives from that space of truth. So rather than from expectations of others or what might sound good or look good on a resume or make them the most money, um, it's about what is actually true for them, their purpose in life. Uh, and I also mentor coaches and mm -hmm. really help them to scale their businesses, um, take it from a side business or just an idea yeah. um, to an actual profitable business. Excellent. That sounds amazing. So how did you get started in all this? What, what sort of triggered this for you? Um, oh, there are a few kind of trigger points along the way, actually. So I guess the first personal development, quote unquote, that I did um, was back um, maybe about four years ago, mm -hmm. four or five years ago. And I started to understand more about the unconscious mind, about what's going on with our belief systems, conditioning that goes on in our society. I mean, any society really, but mm. uh, I started to understand a bit more about that stuff. And I was just like, I'll never forget the question, Callie. I was like, why <laughs> are we not learning this in school? Like, what yeah. it, why are we learning about algebra, about history, about all that kind of stuff? And not learning about the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings that we're having every day. Yep. I mean, not to mention the other stuff like nutrition, how our digestive system works. Blah, blah, blah. There's so many more valuable things that I believe that children could be learning. Yeah. But that really got to me and that really, that question really stuck with me. 
And I knew from, I was working in corporate at the time and I did, did this workshop, two day workshop that was in Melbourne when I was living there. And I was just like, okay, like, yes, I already live following my heart quite a bit. Like I was mm-hmm. traveling and basing my life mostly around travel, but like, I can't just be in this system of, of the nine to five job of doing something that's not my passion. Um, yeah. I'm great at it. I'm great at sales, but I just can't do it. So fast forward, I was moving um, a few months down the track to Sydney. So I was kind of drew the line and I was like, okay, when I move to Sydney, I'm going to do what I want to do. I didn't really know what coaching was at that point, to be honest. And my sister yeah. had always been like, you should be a life coach. Like you have this <laughs> really good way of t- like listening to people and helping them see a new perspective. And I was like, Oh yeah, don't really know what that is. Um, so I did a few things when I moved to Sydney and it ended up a couple of years back working with health and nutrition products. Mm-hmm. And I just loved, I loved seeing people get results. I loved being the facilitator for that and helping yeah. them and encouraging them and holding them accountable and the big, biggest thing for me was also seeing how one thing, meaning their health, which is a, a lot of things because it's your yeah. energy, it's your sleep, it's your digestion and feeling like light and energized and all that stuff. But seeing how that one thing could change someone's life, like mm-hmm. change their intimate relationships, change how energized they are. So the time that they're spending with their kids or, you know, their confidence. So they're starting to apply for different jobs that they wouldn't have thought was possible before. It all, it was like this one little cornerstone that changed everything. So that really excited me. And I knew that there was more, like I was basically kind of consulting and doing like sales basically with these (laughs) products, but also coaching and helping hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get more into the mindset side of things because I understood that as much as these products could help people, they could still go into the yo-yo of losing the weight and putting it back on, for example. Definitely. Um, because their I- identity and their lifestyle was not aligned with that actual goal. And I fully understood that, but I didn't know how I could help people take that on. So that led me to diving into a bunch more um, programs and courses on how to build a business um, doing my diploma in life coaching and really just rolling with it and fumbling my bloody way through the first year for sure. Who doesn't really? Who <laughs> Not doesn't? making much money. Yeah. Putting a lot of effort in. Um, yes, that's basically how I got to here. <laughs> into it. That's how I got into it. Yeah. And did you have any, like, any specific mentors or um, any particular program or anything um, systems or anything like that, that actually made a huge impact in your startup. Cause obviously a lot of people that are listening to this are in that phase where they're either in the process of starting up a business or they're in the mindset of they want to start up a business, but not mm-hmm. quite sure, you know, how to go about it. Yeah. So I did two programs that were really good. Um, the thing that I found myself doing, so I did one called Be, Be Your Brand through Regan Hillier, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Like to see the way that woman runs her business was crazy and that was only one tiny little aspect of everything that she taught us. Yeah. Um, and then I did another one through a, a company in here in Australia 
um, called Winning International. That was called Six Figure Coach. That doesn't exist anymore. They do Seven Figure Coach. But Mm -hmm. that was super invaluable as well in the behind the scenes stuff, how to talk to people, um, how to do breakthrough sessions, how to do your Facebook ads, how to do this, how to do that, how to build your own membership site, everything. Mm -hmm. The thing was that I found was that I I had this massive blueprint in front of me for basically anything that I needed to do. Yeah. And I just wasn't doing it. And I was like, okay, what's this about? Like, Mm. I've seen people making millions. I've like had that belief when I came out of that retreat at the end of 2015 going, Oh my God, like I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to help so many people. I'm going to like have this amazing career. Um, and then doing another program to find out the the techie bits and still not really implementing everything. So I then ended up, um, going, at the start of 2017 after, oh, my God, <laughs> uh, a lot of financial struggle, um, a lot of like literally in 2016 I had to put groceries back on the shelf because I just did not have the money in my bank account. Yeah, wow. Um, and I'm not someone who spends a freaking fortune at the supermarket either. Like yeah. it's not. I don't even remember the amount that I was needing to spend, but it would have been less than a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Jesus, like, this is not good. Um, went through a huge emotional roller coaster in 2016 as well. And thankfully, like I have a really great partner, like yeah, that he stuck that out with me. I was like, he must think I'm a nutcase. Like since I moved to Sydney, I've, wanted to do travel blogging and I made a travel blog and have over 60 posts on there. And then I ditched that idea. Then I went with the nutrition products and I was like, yeah, this is the thing. And then now I'm doing this coaching thing, which is really not making me any money either. And um, he must think I'm a total nutcase, but um, he was there through it all, which was really great. And my family have always been really supportive, which was helpful. Yes. Um, So I got to the point in 2017 where I was like, okay, I can't even remember what the trigger was, but I basically had seen someone or I just remember the thought that came to me was like, wow, there's people who really struggle with their businesses for years Mm. and have this side business and have this thing. And I knew in my heart that as long as I stuck to coaching, I would get there. Like as long as I wanted the $10,000 weeks and all that stuff, like, and I kept it going and I kept trying and I kept, you know, failing my way forward as they say. Yeah. I would finally figure it out and get there. And so early 2017, I was like, right, I'm going to take on someone to hold me accountable because clearly I'm not accountable to myself. I'm saying I'm going to do stuff and then I don't do it. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe next week or I'll just not do that or whatever. Like I just, was not in a, not a very good self-manager at all when I started. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I decided to take on a, a mentor, um, pour out some more money, even though I was in debt for the last two courses that I'd done and not making that um, much money at, at yeah. all. Um, and go, all right, this is it. Like, I'm going to do whatever he says. I'm going to just do it and this is it. Like, it's happening. I'm not going to do this for years on end. I'm not going to be there in five years going, oh, yeah, I kind of do coaching on the side. 
I don't want that. I want to go for it. I want to figure it out. I want it to happen. Yeah. So I spent like another 10 grand. <laughs> wow. Already 12 grand in debt. Decided to commit to another 10. Why not? Yeah. Um, which really in the, in the scheme of things, like a lot of people are really weird about that and really like, oh my God. But if you start a brick and mortar business, honest to God, like paying rent and electricity and staff and everything, like you're going to fork way more than that out. Yeah. Way I, more than yeah. I was grand. speaking to a friend the other day and she started a hairdressing business. Like I think it was about five years ago and she sunk 80 K into just opening and starting up that business. So when you're talking like 10K for accountability mm-hmm. and to get yourself up and going, that's really nothing. Yeah, no, definitely not. And I mean, the other thing is like, I have an online business. I literally have access to anyone who has an internet connection. I'm not mm. stuck in a shop where I hope that people come to my shop and can find parking near my shop or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I took on this mentor. So I worked with him for about a year till the start of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Ryan Nasser. He calls himself the Millionaire Monk. Okay. And within three months of working with him, we'd set up a system for automatic lead, um, not automatic, <laughs> like organic is what I'm trying to say, lead okay. generation. Yeah. Um, actually, I've created the seven-day free from fear challenge, which we're going to mention later okay. uh, with him and that that was amazing as well. And then I created an eight week program. And finally I was at a point where through working with him, I could actually sell what I was offering. I actually had the confidence behind myself to sell, which was where I was struggling before where I was like, Oh, I'm putting it out and no one wants it. And I put it really cheap one time. And I remember one of my friends who kind of, Feels in the right. I have an older brother, but he kind of fills that gap in. And yeah. I remember him calling me after watching a live feed one time. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, what? You can't charge that little for an eight week program. Cause it was only a few hundred dollars that I was asking. And he was like, what are you doing? Why are, yeah. you, why are you doing this? And I was like, so just to like, I don't know, like no one will buy my stuff basically. <laughs> so good and no one to buy it um and so within three months of working with ryan i'd set all that up i had the confidence to do it and i had my first like ten thousand dollar week in fact it was like a 48 hour period where i just wow went bam and so to spend 10k over a year with him yeah and have that happen in a couple of days i was like okay awesome this is happening yeah so do you reckon you the say? biggest sorry, do you reckon the biggest thing that came from working with him was the mindset shift and also the ability of someone else telling you that you're worth it and what you're putting forward, you know, is of value? Because obviously if we try to do things on our own, we live in our own head mm-hmm. and we can tell ourselves all sorts of stories. Whereas having a coach and having someone keeping us accountable, you know, offers that second validating point, I suppose. Yeah. Um, not that he was telling me that I was worth it, but the processes that we went through in creating the program and stuff, which is what I use when I'm mentoring people now as well, is like really stacking the value in making sure that it makes sense. It's not jumping from one topic to another just because they're cool things that you'd like to include. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even one of the processes he got me to do was to write down 108 
results and benefits that people would get from working with me. Now, it takes a long time. Like every time I've even done it with my own clients, they take more than a week to finish the 108. But once you've got a list sitting there in front of you of 108 amazing things that are going to happen for people when they work with you, Mm. you might have a course that you've previously been trying to struggle to value at like $1,000 or $2,000. And you're like, geez, am I actually going to sell it for that? $2,000? $2,000? Like, this is worth about $80,000. Like, how much is this going to change people's lives? So that was one of the major things, like that particular exercise. But then there was other stuff that we did as well that really just instilled that trust in myself and, and really had me speaking confidently about it. And I, I would, like, rehearse and everything before I, like, I would, I was, like, brainwashing myself <laughs> with the course content and everything. Um, so that when I got on a live feed and I spoke to people about it, I was confident. And I think there was a missing piece for me before because I'd learned from people, previous mentors and the programs I'd done and stuff like launch before you invest anything. Don't build the program and record all the content and then hope that someone buys it. Launch mm. the concept, launch the idea and, and sell that. And then the first time you run the program, you go through and you, you tweak it. Like if, if people are clearly needing something that you haven't already planned for, factor that into the next week, right? Yeah. And then you can kind of play with it and get them the best results the first time and then you can go off and record it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I never got how to do that without like to, and have that trust behind what I was selling because I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just, selling a framework like I don't know like I'm just throwing a bunch of ideas out and hoping that something sticks kind of thing (laughs) yeah I never got that before but when I built it out with Ryan it was really it made sense I knew exactly what was happening in each week or like in the seven day challenge in each day of the challenge and that kind of thing yeah Um, so that was really beneficial too and I was working with Ryan and he also did some clears on me as well. So like energetic clears through the Mm -hmm. different chakra system. He does like a spiral system. Mm -hmm. That was really powerful as well because that clears a lot of root emotional anchors that we have in different areas of our life. So we worked through so many different areas of life when we were doing that. Um, I wasn't working with Ryan one-on-one though. I mean, sorry, I was, but I wasn't working with him week to week. Okay. Which I still then didn't have that regular, regular accountability. So I now work with a coach week to week and that's, he's like my manager. I mean, I manage myself and I'm way better than when I started a couple of years ago (laughs) Um, with my daily structure. Like I'm actually in love with having time blocking and everything now, but now I just dob myself in if I've been procrastinating on something if I'm hiding out somewhere I'll just like take it and I'll be like here I've been doing this make me stop (laughs) (laughs) so you've got a team now is that right so you've progressed to where you've got a team yes I have a couple of people yeah I'm about to start taking on a coach to run my program as well excellent um slowly but surely yeah firstly just the coaching sessions and down the track but that's the vision there to start helping me run run those um which will be really really cool excellent but yes um taking on an assistant is something i would recommend 
doing. It's definitely not as expensive as a lot of people think if you're looking online on something like Upwork. Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as I took on my assistant, I was talking to one of my clients today because she's about to start building out a team. Um, And I was like, oh, when I did it, I was like, why didn't I do this ages ago? Yeah. Like... In 2016, I found myself making an image for a webinar that I was going to run. Mm-hmm. I honestly, Callie, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you, yes, how long I spent making this image? Just an image just to promote the webinar. I don't know, half an hour. Three hours. What were you creating? Three hours. <laughs> around and this is what most people do when they like work for themselves is like waste time on the stuff that doesn't matter um I the the hilarious thing is it did take me about half an hour to create it in the first place and then there was this image of like this door and me in front of the door and it was like this kind of metaphor for the secrets that I was going to reveal and like all this stuff yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm on the right of the image, but I think I want to be over on the left and then I'll move the door <laughs> there and then I have to move the wording there. So I screwed around with it, made like four or five versions of it, ended up going back to the original one. And I looked at the time and I was like, I need help. Like, I can't keep doing this. Like, this is a joke. Yeah. I could have been out there like telling people that I was running this webinar. So I had some people on the line, not that I didn't run it, like have anyone on the line, but God, if I spent three hours personally messaging people, it could have been, you know, triple the amount of people that I had on there. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2016, you were still, that was still when you were struggling a bit, but you still brought on an assistant then? Um, I brought on my assistant. I think at the end of 2016, yeah, or start of 2017. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, and that just gave you more time to actually focus on your business rather than sort of be in it administratively? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, And I suppose, you know, we've covered off sort of how you got to where you are and, and that you love what you're doing and things like that, but what would be your you know, your sort of top three tips for people who are ready to take that leap or in the real starting phase of of taking that leap. Obviously, we've covered like accountability and stuff like that, but is there any real Mm -hmm. defining factors or defining points that you go, you know what, if I just knew that in the beginning, this would have just happened Mm -hmm. or it would have been a life changer, a game changer. Like is there anything like that that would really – you know, future Bianca could tell, you know, previous, like old Bianca Mm -hmm. and life would be so much different. Yeah. Um, One is keep your day job. Okay. Like find a steady income. See, I was freelancing and stuff and I was doing the bit with the nutrition products And I didn't have a stable income base and that was a real issue because then I didn't have extra money to pay for subscriptions to emailing things like I could afford that. But then like to pay for any Facebook advertising or anything, like one of the programs that I was going through was asking me to do, that was really bottoming me out. And then I'd be stressed, like I said, like putting groceries Mm. back on the shelf. Um, Yeah, not 
it caused some strain in our, my relationship too because I could never afford like my boyfriend would be like, oh, let's go out for dinner or like let's go away for the weekend or let's do this or that. And uh, I'd be like, oh, I can't afford it. And then I would feel bad if he would offer to pay for it and stuff like that. And yeah. it was, oh, it wasn't super early in our relationship, but still. Um, like keep it definitely keeping that base and that's actually yes and that's actually what I went back to um in 2016 Mm -hmm. at the end of the year I went back to a job and I was like okay I'm gonna go get a job it was like three minute walk from my house yeah I'm gonna go work in hospitality have a regular income get like a permanent part-time-ish kind of thing Um, So I know that my bills are covered. I know that I don't have to stress about the day-to-day stuff because if I'm stressing, if you're in survival mode, you can't be thriving. Yes. Like if you're worried about covering your bases, you cannot thrive. You can't be as creative as you would be. You can't be as detached from the outcome when you're speaking to people, when you're selling or offering your products, you're going to be stressed. You're going to be like, oh, holy shit. Like I need to cover this. Like, um, and I guess I'll sneak a little side tip in there as well around like the launching without investing because so many people will do this. They'll go, I'm going to run a workshop or I'm going to run a retreat or I'm going to do whatever. And they'll start paying for stuff and they'll start paying for um, whatever it is, like booking a venue, for example. Yeah. There's no way in hell I'm going to book a retreat venue, for example, a yeah. luxury villa. And then hope that I get enough people to fill that. Yeah. Like that puts a lot of pressure on you. If you've just spent whatever you've spent, like for for a luxury villa, for example, like let's say like $5,000 for three or four days. Yeah. I'm not going to go spend that until people have started to come into it. Because otherwise you're coming from this space of need and it's, it's weird. It makes so much sense, but other people think that, you know, you have to be prepared first. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, be prepared for it to no one to be interested as well. And then you've lost nothing. Because it also comes um, through as like desperation and that, you know, that real, exactly. um, there's no, it's not a passion or a, you know, a desire to have to do this event. It's I've got to do this event. I'm in complete and utter desperation. And that'll come through when you're talking to people, surely. Uh, yes. And that's what I fell into like, When I was going through one of those programs in the early, like in 2016, I got to a point where I was like, I actually hated it. Like I actually was like, and I was like, what, this is supposed to be my passion business and like what I love doing. And I actually hate this whole thing. Like it's stressing me out. Like Mm -hmm. really bad. I was going through really bad anxiety. Like I'd wake up every day freaking out because I was financially strained. I was like, what's happening with this business? Like I know, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not doing it. Or there were little gaps in there as well. Like, okay, I'm pouring money into Facebook ads, but they're not actually working. Like what's the deal there? Who am I supposed to ask about this stuff? Um, so 
diversifying yeah, income. Okay. Yeah, diversifying your income stream is definitely something that I think we've all experienced. Like whether you know that be with your you, you stick at your nine to five or you make it a permanent part time thing. Like there there is so many hours in the day, and if you you know you stick and you do your work after hours so that you can make sure your bills are all covered and you can actually invest back in your business because I think that's one thing that people struggle with when they start a business. They think that whatever they mm. make is a profit and that goes in their pocket but really if you're wanting to grow there's so much you have to invest back in initially Hmm. yeah and it's not as much as you think but yes having that money spare and definitely covering yeah. your bases um there's something else i was about to say no I've lost. <laughs> no it's gone no it's gone <laughs> So other than, other than coaching, like if you, like just as a random question, if you had to, you know, mm-hmm. if something happened tomorrow and you couldn't do the coaching and things like that anymore, what, what's another profession that you would love to attempt in this lifetime? <sighs> well, to be honest, like, this year I'm looking at moving more into the space of laughter yoga as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 people are like, I've what heard, is that? Yeah, yeah. I heard, I saw something come up on Facebook the other day about it because I, th- I was looking at like events around the area and one came up. I have never uh-huh. been, I've never heard about it. I've just like, I, I think you might've even mentioned it once before, but I'm like, yeah. Okay. That's like, is it forced laughter to try and increase endorphins? Like what's, what's the go with, with the laughter yoga? So, so it's not about forcing laughter or faking it. It's about allow, like choosing laughter and allowing it. So okay. yes, in choosing laughter, sometimes it feels a bit inauthentic at, at first. Yeah. Um, but there's de- a definite difference between the two. Um, so laughter yoga, like a lot of people, when I first introduced them to it, rock up in tights and stuff. I'm like, yo, we're not pulling any down with dogs or anything. Um, laughter yoga is all about uh, four things, really. Clapping, chanting, breathing, and laughing. So okay. the breathing is where the yoga comes into it because it's deep diaphragm, a yogic breathing, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, and so yeah laughter yoga and laughter wellness are amazing um so many people are looking for them like i am a laughter yoga leader i don't run any regular classes or anything i use it a lot in my coaching because laughter is also really really powerful for rewiring your unconscious mind super Mm. powerful um so i've been using it more and more over the years and it's definitely a space like I've got a laughter yoga video that was the first one I ever did a couple of years ago I think that was in 2016 as well it's got over 30,000 views and more than 100 comments on it and people are coming from everywhere in the world like like uh, weight loss programs that are referring them to laughter because it's an exercise it burns calories Mm. Um, it also brings on really good hormones um, so people do it for just general wellness, um, because yeah. it, yeah, it brings on endorphins, it brings on oxytocin, um, it's, you know, can balance out your blood pressure. It, um, it's good for your aerobic health. It's good for your digestion because, and you're massaging your organs as you laugh. Cause you're kind of jiggling like the diaphragm's kind of massaging <laughs> yeah. them. 
Um, it's good for circulation. It's great for social health as well, doing it in groups. It's great for your mental health. Um, again, like with the reprogramming the mind, and there's some fascinating uh, people that I know who've had extraordinary health results with it, like literally rare blood cancers where they've been given three months to live, disappearing from their systems. Wow. A lady who had an accident and had a, an eye not working suddenly start working again because her brain had created a new pathway to link those things up. It wasn't that her eye didn't actually work. It was that yeah. her brain wasn't registering that her eye was working. So people are coming from everywhere and finding me on YouTube. I get about 40 to 60 subscribers a month just through that. Okay. So the world's really calling for it. So it is a space that I'm going to be moving towards. Um, still loving my coaching and everything, but the world's really screaming out for that. So Excellent. long story short, I would be doing more laughter because, yeah, it's just so powerful. Wow. So is that something that you offer within your coaching at the moment or is that something completely standalone? Um, so I have had one like laughter coaching client in the past. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I generally offer when I'm speaking to people as a service, but it's definitely there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have a challenge actually that involves laughter as the daily practice because it's specifically that laughter mm, session it's yeah. designed around like reprogramming your mind in relation to what you would typically perceive as negative. So arguments, um, you know, stepping in chewing gum, um, things yeah. that would normally really grind your gears or piss you off. It's like incorporating laughter in there to start a new pattern. Yes. Because that's all it's about. That's all anything's about when you're reprogramming any habits, any behaviors, any thoughts, any anything. Yeah. It's about creating a new pattern. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's basically, yeah, so the main that way challenge? that I do it at the moment. So that challenge is called the Success and Flow Challenge. So okay. it's the laughter and it's also teamed up with um, a daily success session where you're looking into basically what you're wanting in five different areas of your life over those five days. So what you're wanting out of those areas and um, doing some delving into that. Okay. As a writing practice. Now, um, you're, you also do another challenge that you're running for the last time for free um, next week yes. or this week, I think it is. Um, your seven-day yes. yeah, free from fear challenge. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the free from fear challenge is super juicy because I don't really care who you are. You have fears running. Mm. Like as a human you have fears running under the surface and sometimes we're aware of them and sometimes we're totally blind to what's going on. Mm -hmm. However, the thing is they're holding us back. Like people who don't like getting out of the comfort zone, it's because they're scared of something. It's because they're scared of being judged. They're scared of being uncomfortable. They're scared of being laughed at, scared of looking stupid, scared of failing, scared of succeeding even. <laughs> yeah. We're scared of so many things. Um, and no matter what level you're at, you're always going to have those fears because fear is just a safety response from our body. It's like there to keep us safe, alive and breathing. 
and anything that makes us uncomfortable might lead to death. So our mind doesn't want to take us there. So what we can do is rather than get rid of fear and I want to be clear because I know it's called the free from fear challenge. It's not about being completely free of fear for the rest of your life. It's about freeing yourself from the grips of fear and actually learning to shift your relationship with fear so that you can understand it at a better level. Um, Because awareness, the more awareness you have around anything, especially your limitations, the more choice you have, because if you go, okay, I'm scared of being rejected right now. Mm. You can immediately go, okay, well, what's that about? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen if I get rejected or whatever? You can start to kind of rationalize it with yourself and start to kind of break down that, that irrational fear, Yeah, which may or may not be rational. Maybe you could get rejected. Who knows? But the reality is you can start to do something about it if you understand what it is. So the challenge works around creating awareness of what's going on underneath the surface. Um, Every single day, there's a daily practice that you do that gets you really deep into what's being stored in your body, which a lot of people don't do either. They work on mindset, mindset, mindset. Mm. They forget the fact that actually we're storing stuff in our system. This is where some people like get, you know, if you have forgiveness issues, it's been linked to like bowel cancer, for example. You're holding stuff in your cells and in your body. Yeah. So it helps to release those things every single day through the practice that we do. Helps you to understand what it is. Uh, it helps you to get familiar with your personal fears, like what's what are the biggest players that are stopping you from getting what you want in your life. And starting to understand them on a different level so that you can shift your relationship with them. On day three, we create a fear antidote. So that, yes, okay, we're going to be scared in our lives, but let's create an antidote so that we can deal with that. Yes. Um, And then we also start to face and confront some of our fears. So we go out. One of people's favorite videos is when I went out, when I was running this challenge one time and I wanted to, you know, show the guys like that I'll do it too. Yeah. So I did went through the challenge one time when I was running it and I went in the supermarket. <laughs> I am not a singer. <laughs> and I decided I would sing to the checkout guy while I filmed it. And people loved it because they were just like, oh my God, I would never do that. But we start to do that so that you can actually start using the practices rather than going, oh, that was a lovely seven days. I learned a lot. And then never putting it into practice. Yeah, uh-uh. we're going to put it into practice so that you can actually start to see that your fear is disengaged when you're going into these things. So they might yeah. be half as scary, a quarter as scary, or you might just be like, oh, this is a walk in the park. I'm totally cool. It'd be totally worth it just to see so, you into that yeah. checkout guy. <laughs> I don't do that every time. I might jump in on this one. I haven't really thought about going through on this final round. But yeah, the the... Challenge is running this week and it's the last time that I'm going to be running it for free because it's worth over 800 US dollars. I mean, even that I think is a conservative price. I was speaking to a client um, and she was saying, no, you can't do it free. (laughs) She's like, no, it's worth too much. And she said, she she goes, I've been using one of the processes with my clients and her clients are high-end clients. Yeah. Um, so it is really valuable. And like I say, when I was working with Ryan, that was the aim of the game. I pour the value in 
He was like, yeah. never be afraid to give too much value. Like never. I want them blown away on day one and the same again on day two. And then they go through the week. And then when they get to your eight week challenge, like your eight week program, you're going to have to figure out how to raise the bar. It's going to have to be better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's really, really value packed. So where can like, where can our listeners go to join this challenge? Aha. Uh-huh. So they can find me on Facebook. Um, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Bianca dot Spears. So they can message me through there. Okay. Uh, that's the easiest way. And so it's done through a Facebook yes. group and everybody is sort of like kept, kept accountable through that. Is that how it's, how it works? Yes. Yeah. So there's about 75 people in there who've already done the challenge in the past. Um, and yeah, I'm interested. I'd like to get 50 through this week. Wow. Um, cause everyone's dealing with fear. I'm going to invite yeah. you now, Kelly live on the line. <laughs> yeah, no, um, everyone is dealing with fear. Sing at a checkout guy, but no, I, I will be up. For no, it. but you get to choose. I don't okay. put like, Hey, you have to like cover yourself in cockroaches today. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you get to choose your own fears and we work through, starting from a fear that surrounds like, you know, a six to eight out of 10. So we do that on day four and then towards the end of the challenge, we amp it up a bit. That's like a scarier level, like closer to a 10 out of 10 scary. Yeah. And really when you're starting your business, everything's scary. So to be able to work through that with a professional such as yourself through this type of thing, like whether it's putting some content out there or doing a live or posting vulnerable content, that's all scary. So it's, it's very timely um, for you to launch this. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for your, um, yeah, for, for your information and sharing your story and also, you know, offering that amazing program um to our listeners so make sure you get on to that um so that's uh www.facebook.com back uh yeah was it backslash forward slash (laughs) yeah so bianca.spears i don't bianca.spears yeah so i'm not very tech savvy but i think you can just punch the thing in like on instagram like the at symbol and then bianca.spears i think that'll find me Okay, um, I'll also put it on the Facebook well, I think that'll page. find my page. <laughs> yeah. I'll also put the links to that on there. Um, and maybe if you can also um, flick me over your uh, laughter yoga video, I can also put that on there as well. So if people are interested to oh, learn yeah. more about that, they could check that out. Um, yeah, you've given yeah, a few, for sure. A few great tips and a few great offers. So thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, I look forward to this seven day challenge. I don't know what I'm getting myself in for, but anyway, it should be fun. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kelly. No worries. See you later. Thanks for listening to Honestly Her. Join us for our next episode when you'll gain more information, ideas, and motivation. Follow the podcast on Facebook for special offers and more episodes at facebook.com slash honestlyher.